0: sequence star. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listening to feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if Renee doesn't, you know, ask them for you. Um, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way is by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chris. I'm sitting in studio with Renee Kranz today. No, we're, we're literally um, opposite of how we normally are in Catholic <laughs> news and Biblical Bites It's really
1: B. weird. It is
0: really weird. <laughs> uh, so, Renee, if somebody's never listened to Ignition before, what we're actually... We're going to be talking about today on Ignition, the four different aspects of what it means to be a missionary disciple. I'm talking about Bishop DeGrid's vision and so on, but in case somebody hasn't listened to Ignition before, they're wondering who the heck is Renee Kranz? Who the heck is Renee Kranz?
1: Uh, Renee Kranz is, um, I am the interim director for communications for the diocese. I am married to Ryan for 18 years. Yep, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) From South Dakota originally um love football this is my favorite time of year
0: oh yeah we won't talk about that no. so,
1: yeah i bet not <laughs> uh packers go yeah, no, Woo, yeah. go go packers uh anyway that's really about it
0: okay um i and i am dr chris bergwald i am currently the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the diocese of sioux falls i've been in that role since 2002 been in the role of husband to Jermaine since 1999 that's Let me look at my watch Uh, to see. What is that? 21 years. Um, We have five kids. Jermaine's from Ohio. I'm from central Minnesota, but our five kids are all born and raised here in eastern South Dakota.
1: Sunny Sioux Falls.
0: Sunny. Well, that's, yeah, that's normally what I'm doing, but (laughs) I thought I'd change it up for this. So uh, the four areas of formation, Renee, if you were to guess (laughs) what the four areas of formation are. What would you like? You know, what, what, okay, what's okay? What do we to talk about areas of formation? What's what,
1: bad is we've talked about this before and I still don't remember what it was.
0: That's all right. Um, so when you, I propose the topic, you're like, that sounds great. That was like two days ago. I know. Um, what is the term? What? The areas of formation, what I want to start with, what is that? What's that call to mind? I'm not looking for a right answer now. Just when you think of areas of formation, what does that mean?
1: You've probably got to form your spiritual life. Uh, You're putting me in a, I don't know.
0: No, no, no. You're doing, that was good. (laughs) That was a great, that was great. Well,
1: Uh, maybe your um, knowledge of scripture. Okay. Um. That's cool. I don't know. Let's,
0: I'll let you have the look. So um, I think sometimes um, when we think about growing in our faith, mm-hmm. uh, no, I know this is true because I've done it. We can sort of hone in on the area that we're really comfortable with oh, or yeah. drawn into, <laughs> um, but we, we don't realize, maybe we didn't know or we forget that there are other aspects of what it means to be a missionary disciple. Okay. of Jesus Christ. So um, Bishop de DeGrood, I won't ask you, you know, this cause this is really, put you, yeah. uh, Bishop DeGrood has a mission statement, uh vision, if you will, for the diocese of Sioux Falls that came to him relatively early on, mm-hmm. uh, first couple months as our, as our Bishop um, that, that, the vision for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls is lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Mm-hmm. So the heart of that, I think, and, and through God's love is, is the, the capstone. I think the heart of it, though, is missionary discipleship. What, what does it mean to be a missionary disciple? In many ways, that's what the four areas of formation address. So it, it's not just maybe the thing that I'm really drawn to, but it's more of a holistic vision. Okay. Of what it means to be a missionary disciple. So, this, I'll list them and then we can explain them, get the background. They are spiritual, intellectual, human. And the fourth one's sometimes called pastoral, other times called apostolic. Spiritual, intellectual, human, and apostolic. Four different areas of formation. So in order for me, for you, for any one of us to grow as a missionary disciple of Jesus Christ, we have to be attentive to all four areas. So I could say if if you want to pass um, 10th grade, you've got to pass all your classes. You can't right. get A's and a bunch, but an F in one. Uh, well, maybe you can pass. I don't yeah. know how that works. <laughs> well, you can't with missionary <laughs> discipleship, okay? You have to grow in all four areas. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, how does that sound to you, feel well, to you? <clears throat>
1: it, it makes sense when you said uh, sometimes you can focus on one because it's the one you like or the one right. you're good at, and I totally can right. relate to that. <laughs> yes,
0: and me too. So I've got a doctorate in theology. Mm-hmm. I was drawn. My reversion was prompted um, not exclusively, but mostly because of intellectual questions mm-hmm. about our faith. Why do we believe in God? How do we know that? So that was kind of um, the thing that drew me in, but I I came to realize that being a disciple of Jesus Christ is more than just knowing what the church teaches, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> the history for these four areas of formation goes back to the early 90s. St. John Paul II talked about these four areas of formation as, as actually keys for the formation of seminarians going okay. forward. So he, it was a bishop synod. You know, there's a number of bishop synods over the years. Well, there was one in the late 80s, early 90s that was around seminary formation. Now, out of this, um, there's a document, Pastores Dabo Vobis, I Will Give You Shepherds. And Pastoras Dabo Vobis talked about um, the four areas of seminary formation, four, four areas of formation for future priests. That they have to be um, adept, competent in all these four different areas. And and we here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, several years ago, sort of adapted that to lay formation as mm-hmm. missionary disciples. And then really with, with Bishop Grood's arrival and his vision, um, it's been peddled to the metal, as you know, yes. in all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Spiritual, intellectual, human, and pastoral or apostolic. I want to walk, just walk through in the time that we have today, uh, each of them a little bit and, and unpack them. So spiritual formation, what do you think that that means? What's your guess about what spiritual formation refers to?
1: Um, probably more your relationship to Jesus and, and God. And, and yeah, that would be my guess.
0: Um, uh, <clears throat> so how would you, what does it mean to be formed if that's the case? Just for the sake of argument, how would one, uh, what does it mean to be formed spiritually then?
1: Um, maybe to learn to pray, understand the graces that are given you by God. Um, maybe spending some time with the uh, uh, Blessed Sacrament, but yeah, trying to find ways to grow closer to to God and actually actually take the time to do it. I don't know. That's what I got.
0: That's good. That's great. So yeah, spiritual formation is, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot there. I, and I'm, my pausing is, wait, okay, what else is it, Renee? So, Come on. That's, that's not, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your. I was curious to hear what your thoughts were. Yeah. And you nailed it. It okay. is, it's, it's about our relationship with God as we give it expression through prayer mm-hmm. in particular. Um, Personal prayer, but also I think you can include the liturgical prayer okay. of the church. What what does that mean? Liturgical prayer of the church. In uh, the a sense, mass. Mass, they have yeah. the other sacraments as yep. well, and so on. Um, <clears throat> uh, a, a spiritual writer, uh, Deacon James Keating, um, who now teaches at, at a seminary in, in uh, St. Louis, once said that there is no growth in formation if there is no growth in prayer. Okay. There's no growth in formation if there isn't if there is no growth in prayer. So, if I if I take Bishop DeGrood's vision seriously and I want to grow as a missionary disciple of Jesus Christ through God's love, then I need to be praying, but not just praying. I have to be growing in my prayer. There is no formation without growth in prayer.
1: So maybe just saying the same prayers all the time, every time you pray, maybe that's not really
0: growth. Pr- exactly. Okay. Right. Right. Now. <laughs> On the other hand, it's
1: bad, but,
0: or, or or maybe it could be if you say them with new intensity, right? So, so uh, if, if your husband, Ryan came home one day and said, Renee, instead of saying, I love you to you. And I see every day, I'm going to say you're swell. Like, well, (laughs) changing it up. Is not necessarily like, maybe, (laughs) boy, are you swell? What's different? You know, we don't want, maybe, maybe instead he could say the same words, but with more intention. Right. Or more purpose. I with have, a hug. I should. Maybe. <laughs> that might be, is that too much to ask? No. Nope. Renee says? Nope. No. <laughs> so, so there is no formation with a growth in prayer. We need to take our prayer life seriously if mm-hmm. we're going to grow in relationship with God as a missionary disciple of his. So that's wherever we're at. Um, <clears throat> again, it might be uh, praying differently in the sense of different prayers, as you said, it might be praying for more time. Maybe right now I'm, I'm praying for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and God's asking me to pray for 15. Right. Um, it might be doing what I'm doing now, but again, with greater intentionality or greater depth. Okay. So just to give you an example from my own life for quite a while. And I just, this is just an example for quite some time, um, many years now, the, the the amount of time-wise, what I give in terms of my personal prayer time, usually in the morning, is about half an hour, okay. roughly. For me right now, um, I'm pretty confident <clears throat> that the way I'm supposed to grow in my spiritual formation, my prayer, is not so much more time as more attentiveness in the prayer mm. I have. For me, oh my gosh. So- like. That, go ahead.
1: Do you do that before everyone gets up? Because you don't have like it's not like it's just you and Jermaine. No, that's
0: true. I do. I do. I actually. So, from since you asked, what I I, I live right in by our parish, um, and every morning, so I get ready um, and I'm out of the house before anybody else. I think is up. Oh, and I go to the church and I pray at church. Sure. Um,
1: and you still have trouble focusing. That's oh, like yeah. everybody, right?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: it's so difficult. Yeah.
0: I, I have a spiritual director. One of our priests is my spiritual director and, and more than once I'm like, I just, I, I distract myself. I I, I daydream so mm-hmm. easily. Um, it may be about what's coming up at work. It might be something. So it's my work at the diocese. So that's good, but that's not prayer. Right Right? now. I don't beat myself up over. I used to beat myself up. Not, okay. All right. I'm distracted back. Let's get just back on back. course. Yeah. Let's move back. So that's kind of for me right now, it's, the growth is not necessarily more time; it's more intentionality, more focus. But recognizing too that that's a gift from God, so that's really one of my you know, especially with the spiritual formation, all the areas of formation. Um, but in particular with with prayer, I think we have to recognize that I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer is a gift from God. So I actually begin my prayer time begging for the gift of prayer.
1: I was just going to ask you that. Do you ask him for that? I do. do.
0: Lord, give me the gift of prayer this morning. Yeah. That's Uh, a great idea. And, and this is advice that was given me years ago by one of our priests. Um, I, I beg for the desire to pray Mm -hmm. because I don't always want to do that either. Mm -hmm. Lord, give me the desire to pray. So wherever you're at so spiritual formation it's about taking the next step and growing um in your relationship with God through your personal prayer but again also through participation in the sacraments. So if you're able to go to mass right now or if maybe you're not able or not comfortable going right now um watching uh watching mm-hmm. mass or participating in the mass um as as attentively as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh but then also I think the the other big one is receiving the sacrament of reconciliation on a regular oh, sure. basis. Yeah. Um, you know, the the church only requires annual confession, but I really uh, the church the her saints recommend monthly. So that's something that I try to do mm-hmm. and I encourage other people to do as well. So those are just some ways where I my, my counsel to people in in this and we're just giving a little snapshot here. There's so much more that could be said about prayer obviously, but um <clears throat> baby steps. Yeah. Wherever yeah. you're at, ask God what how does he want you to grow and then take that next step. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Before yep. we move on, yeah, questions the, about
1: the only thing I would uh, for mass, the one thing that has helped me is to actually follow along in the missal. Oh, that keeps me from getting as distracted. I'm not going to say it doesn't ever happen, but it it helps especially during the eucharistic prayers. I try to follow along, you, and yeah. yeah.
0: What I tend to do—it's the irony—and uh, uh, so many of the beautiful churches that we hear have here in our diocese and around the world—I tend to keep my eyes closed.
1: Oh, sure. I think I might fall asleep. I don't know if I can. <laughs> if we sit right up front, that would be really bad. For me, following
0: along, at least when I've done that, I got to a point where that became a distraction because I wasn't really attentive to what was going on mm-hmm. on the altar. I was more, but I know that. I mean, I yeah. know that that's like you, your example. It's yeah. been helpful. So.
1: Yeah, it has been.
0: If you're just tuning in to, you're, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with Renee Kranz about the four areas of formation. Uh, Renee, we spent about half our time in the first one. We got to p- go faster. Would you stop asking Sorry. questions? Jeez. Yeah, really? Stop asking me questions It'll I, go faster. Okay, fine. Uh, so, intellectual formation. Guesses on what intellectual formation is about? I'm
1: going to guess that's uh, maybe reading the Bible. Reading the Bible, things like uh,
0: that? Things like the catechism. Mm-hmm faith studies, bible studies, basically anything that's a study, that's where you're learning about the faith, that'd be part of intellectual mm-hmm. formation. Why does this matter?
1: I think if you don't know your faith, you're you're probably really missing out on understanding it just in a really deep way that helps you in your prayer and the other parts. How does it help? I think it helps you grow closer to Jesus. You, you learn, you find out all the little things he's done and you connect everything together that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So you're kind of more at a surface and you can get so much deeper if you learn more.
0: That's a great, great answer. Good job. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if we're called to love God and, and and mass just recently, that was the Mm -hmm. gospel um, about loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Um, If we're called to do that, we have to get to know him. Mm -hmm. You can't love what you don't know. And you can't grow in love without growing in knowledge. So Mm -hmm. when we met our spouses... At a certain point, we started to fall in love with them. Um, and apparently in both of our cases, I'm just guessing, but I know with mine. the more I get to know Jermaine, the more I was drawn to her, the more right. I fell in love with her. So, so there's sort of a, like a, 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 a cycle there, a feedback group right. with, with love and knowledge. Yes, Um, Growing in love leads to a desire for more knowledge. Learning more about them sometimes leads to (laughs) an increase in love. So I think the first reason that we should study our faith, we should know scripture, we should know the church's teaching, especially as we find in the catechism, we should take part in all the different uh, studies that are available to us, all the books and so on, so we can love our God more. Mm -hmm. um, So that we can grow in our relationship with him, as we talked about already. Yeah. But then also, he reveals to us the truth about who we are as well. Yeah. So, by studying our faith, it's telling us about God, but also about us and about his plan for us and, frankly, everything. Yeah. So, when we study our faith, we're growing in knowledge of who God is, but also in knowledge of who we are and what God's plan is for us on earth and in heaven.
1: Yeah. I would agree. I, uh, several years ago, started. Oh, probably five or so, sort of really diving into the faith more and learning more. And you're right, that has really uh, changed things for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In what way?
1: just, Just being able to understand things better. That's how I, that's my part that I like. So being able to understand things better makes me want to do more other things than to.
0: Right. Right. So. Yep. So intellectual formation is in some ways the easiest to understand, but the challenge is I think we can fall into just kind of the way life happens. Um, For most of us, it kind of ends when we're confirmed. Right. Uh, And yet, I mean, when we go to mass, we're formed through the homily and, and intellectually formed through the homily and so on. But in terms of like continuing to study, remember Bishop, Bishop's vision, lifelong Mm -hmm. Catholic missionary discipleship. Womb to tomb, as the (laughs) way he's put it. So, we again, and and why is that? Well, because the faith that I had when I was 11 or 17 Mm -hmm. doesn't serve me when I'm 30 or 7. Right. Right. So, we have to be growing in knowledge so we see how it matters to our life, but also so we can grow in relationship with him. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's the easiest to understand, and yet, kind of like prayer. um, Well, how do I actually do that? Mm -hmm. Well, Baby steps, see what your parish has, see what the diocese has, pray about it, mm-hmm. ask God to show you what it is that he has for you and how he wants you to study.
1: Yeah. And there's some great, very easy entry-level books, entry-level books that really can help.
0: Like what comes to mind?
1: Bible Basics for Catholics oh, yeah. is a great one.
0: Yeah. For Scripture yep. by Dr. John Briggs, I'm a fantastic mm-hmm. resource. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. Um, <clears throat> what
1: Catholics Really Believe, I can't remember who that's by, is that? I
0: can't think of it. So uh, Dr. Edward Shree has a book whose title, he's got a lot of books. He's great. Um, it's ba- there's the Symbolon Study, which mm-hmm. is online through Formed. Through Formed. Yep. Um, oh, oh, Love Unveiled is the book oh, okay. version of the Symbolon, okay. Love Unveiled. So all sorts of resources. The Catechism of the Catholic Church mm-hmm. um, is definitely the definitive one, but that's kind of a big, thick book. Yeah. So- any other comments or questions for you on intellectual formation? No. So. so human formation. Mm. What do you think human formation is about?
1: I'm going to guess that's an emotional, psychological formation. And I've you got me other than that. Well, uh, <laughs> I know we've talked about this one oh, too. Have we? And, have we? Uh, very briefly.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. It, so it's... Um, it's, I often connect it to apostolic formation, which we'll get to in a little bit. But human formation is really about me growing an awareness of who I am okay. as God's created me, my personality, my gifts, my strengths, my weaknesses,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that I, I think so that I can walk with others that gets the apostolic formation. Mm-hmm. But there's also the reality that that God is able to um, will address the wounds in my life.
1: Frankly. Okay. Yeah.
0: So so we're all. I mean original sin has wounded us. And then oftentimes we receive other wounds from the relation. And I don't mean like, deep, well, sometimes they're deep mm-hmm. emotional yeah. wounds, but just the little things too, just living life. We tend to get a little bit emotionally beat up mm-hmm. over the course of our 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, however many years it is. <laughs> um, we, we Human formation is about addressing those wounds okay. so that God's grace can bear more fruit in our lives and therefore in the lives of people around us as well. But but it's also, I think it's, it's not just about our woundedness and and healing. It's about just growing in what it means to be fully alive as a human being. Um, My, now, well, she's kind of former colleague Emily Leadum, who is the mm. executive director of, for Catholic Family Services. This is Emily's great passion: yeah. human formation, uh, and the name of her podcast from "Leadum to Life." Right, mm-hmm. so it's about the glory of God as man fully alive. What does it mean to be fully alive? Well, who am I? How has God created me? What are my gifts? I think there are those are all aspects of it. So, for instance, my my go to example. This is especially when I'm trying to relate to other people, knowing myself. As you I think are aware, this might surprise you, but I'm a bit of an extrovert.
1: We do call you the hall monitor for a reason. Shocking, <laughs> I know.
0: Well, I've learned that with some people um I'm uh, I'm a little too my personality can be a little bit too big no. and can be a little off-putting, if you can believe. I don't know how that's possible, but Maybe if they don't
1: know you, but as soon happens. as they know you, then Well,
0: it's not I know. No, oh, no, no. There are people <laughs> who are like, "Oh my gosh, superb." <laughs> I've had to learn to dial it down. Mm -hmm. So that's growing in knowledge of myself and how to relate to other people so that I can meet them where they're at. And so that I can accompany them more fully, but that's Mm -hmm. getting ahead of myself. I think it's also in terms of other people, how to build relationships, uh, bridges of trust with them, listening skills, Mm -hmm. speaking skills, thinking skills, frankly, I put all that under human formation. So if I want to do human well, it's that's all about human information. Mm-hmm. Does that make some yeah, sense to yeah, you? Yeah, it does. Thoughts.
1: Uh I can be a little sarcastic. <laughs> As you were saying, I can be a little outgoing. I'm like, I can be a little sarcastic. And that's and something I have to do. Di- Bill's looking at me like, um yeah. Really?
0: Shocking. Like <laughs> yeah, surprising can, that I'm extroverted. Everybody so. else
1: knows what your thing right. is. Sometimes you don't right. but yeah, you have to sometimes dial that back. No, I know exactly what like you're saying. Me,
0: like you know, that's, like, I love like uh, a sarcastic, yeah. rupert, uh, but not
1: everybody does. But not everybody does. No. So you have to really yep. know when to say, okay, that's not the, my person.
0: Right? So the key there is to know yourself. <laughs> yep. Right. So mm-hmm. to be aware of who you are so you can relate to other people. Yeah. yeah. Other thoughts, questions on human formation. Mm-mm. So we just got about five, a little less than five minutes left. Just a perfect amount of time to talk about. Pastoral or apostolic formation, so this is the especially about the missionary aspect okay. of missionary discipleship. We are all called <clears throat> excuse me to accompany everybody who we encounter closer mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. so everybody who God brings into my life today, he desires that I would accompany them closer to him the, the uh, We talked about accompaniment actually just a few weeks mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that road to Emmaus story in Luke 24 is really the paradigm here where Jesus comes alongside them and walks with them. So uh, apostolic formation is about me growing in my ability to recognize how do I accompany this person who's in front of me right now, most fruitfully and most effectively.
1: In that moment.
0: In that moment. Now, maybe they're there. So with you, we're colleagues. Um, We interact on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're just the grocery store checkout clerk who I probably... I might see once a week, maybe. Right. So, how I'll accompany that person is different than how I'll accompany you, is different than how I'll accompany my wife, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, apostolic formation is really about how can I do my part to walk with this person closer to Jesus? Wherever you're going, you might be on the path already. You are. You might be on the path already. Um, you might be way off course. <laughs> um, either way, my task is to, to discern as best as I'm able, how does the Spirit, how is the Holy Spirit of God want me to accompany Renee right now?
1: Right.
0: So, uh, apostolic Formation is about... Having that well stocked toolbox of methods of accompaniment. Maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's me listening to you again. This is the human formation. Maybe it's me listening to you. Well, asking questions. Jesus oh. rebuked, you rebuked the two disciples. Maybe mm-hmm. I gotta give you a kick, you know, and let's get going here, <laughs> Crans. Um, opening the script. Other thing that Jesus did the gifts that I have, how can I best accompany you today? That's something that we should always be doing as missionary disciples.
1: Yeah. So I see then how those two are connected. Like you were saying, that's very, very connected.
0: Yep. Yep. And I should say human also connects to the other two, like, um, intellectually like how do I learn best Mm, maybe it's podcasts like this maybe it's videos Mm -hmm. maybe it's books Mm -hmm. but also in terms of prayer again like my own disposition like if I'm somebody who it takes a lot to sort of calm down I have to account for that when I'm going to go to pray right Um, but anyway that's kind of looking back but yeah definitely human and apostolic go together in a strong way yeah yeah. So um any other thoughts questions comments about apostolic formation?
1: Uh is the apostolic the bigger focus for seminarians then?
0: So for seminarians it's actually called pastoral formation oh, yeah, okay. and it is about how they um what does it mean for them to pastor? Right. The shepherd the people that are entrusted to them. A lot of that is learned on the job training, if you will, after yeah. ordination, but they're given some of those principles um, already in seminary. And
1: is that why a lot of times you'll have a new, the new priest go to a parish with another older oh, yeah, priest. yeah, So they can kind of learn that stuff. Exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like there's okay. a lot of it, which is just similarly for us as, as in apostolic formation practice makes perfect. I mean, how do you accompany other people? You learn by Just doing it, making mistakes, figuring it out, getting up, going again.
1: Right, right. So,
0: other thoughts on apostolic formation?
1: Mm, No, I don't think so.
0: So, um, why does this matter? We got a minute left. What's your sense of why this matters?
1: Uh, Well, we're supposed to help each other get to heaven, so... That's why it matters to me. If we, if we don't help each other, well, we might be in trouble.
0: Amen. And, 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 and to do that, we have to be attentive to all these four yeah. areas, not just focus on our favorites, which from you and me might be the intellectual mm-hmm. formation. We have to be attentive to all four areas of formation, right. regardless right. of which one we're drawn to and growing all because I don't know about in high school, but you can't pass the class if you're failing in one of in this one particular subject. one. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I like the idea of the toolbox. That's a great yeah. analogy.
0: Yeah, so if you're listening to this, just would invite you to pray about what is the area of formation that I need to grow in? What does God want me to focus on right now? Um, And and how does he want me to do it? Uh, Be confident that he will give you the tools, the need, the knowledge knowledge that you need, the grace you need to ride the weight of grace that he is inviting you to. Renee, thanks for being here today. Thanks, Chris. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen.